This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about how to be happier. This week, we will review our annual challenge for 2023, and we will reveal the annual challenge for 2024. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I am so happy that this is your year to spend the winter holiday in Kansas City with my family. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yeah, Gretchen, I'm getting my bag packed. I cannot wait to see everybody in KC. Yep. Gotta hit Winstead's. Yeah, Elizabeth, you go to Kansas City every other year, but we go every year because, you know, Jamie's Jewish. So we celebrate Rosh Hashanah and Passover, Hanukkah. With his family, also Thanksgiving, and conveniently they live around the corner from us in New York City. And then we get every Christmas in Kansas City for those holidays. Yes. So this is our year to all be together in Kansas City. It's going to be great. So fun. Now, this week, our Try This at Home suggestion is to join our annual challenge. Every year, we, for the last several years, we have issued a challenge for ourselves and listeners based on the year. It's part of the happier trifecta. So the trifecta is the one word theme, the 24 for 24 list. And now we're getting ready to do the challenge. Yeah. So Gretchen, to review what we've done, we did hashtag walk 20 and 20. Yeah. Where we walk 20 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. We did hashtag read 21 and 21, Mm -hmm. where we read 21 minutes a day. That was great. And then we did hashtag rest 22 and 22. Yes. Yeah, for some reason, framing a habit this way makes it feel more fun. A lot of people join in where you're thinking, well, why does this make it easier to maintain? Why does this feel more compelling? Part of it's that everyone's doing it together. Part of it's that we just are shining a spotlight on it. But people really seem to enjoy this approach. Yeah, and what's great about it is that once you've 
focused on that for a year, I feel like you keep going yes. with it, or at least I yes. do. It sort of keeps it. I feel like ever since the read challenge, I've yes. read more. Ever since the walk challenge, I've walked more. Now it's yeah. in my mind as something I can incorporate into my day. Yeah, maybe it's because we carve out the time for it so it doesn't feel like mm -hmm. trying to cram something in. It just feels like part of an ordinary day. I, I absolutely feel the same thing. And I think from what listeners say, that really happens, that it just becomes incorporated into your ordinary life. But so before we reveal our plan for 2024, Elizabeth, we have to reflect on go outside 23 and 23. Loved this challenge. Yeah, I did too. Um, Gretchen, you know, I did my Fryman 100 this year yes. where I did Fryman Canyon 100 times, started out as 50, then I upped it to 100. Yes. So that really helped with my be outside. Yep. In fact, I think that knowing that I had the be outside challenge was part of how I even was motivated to do the Fryman 50. Oh, because it was, you know, a way to be outside. Yes. Right. And then I also, of course, was outside a lot for the WGA strike, yes. picketing. Yeah. So that, although I was not happy about the <laughs> yeah. strike, yes. it did help me spend 23 minutes a day outside a lot of days. For sure. And then my other thing that was helpful was walking Nacho and Daisy. Mm -hmm. Knowing I had to go outside, it's like, well, I might as well walk Nacho and Daisy. Yes. So that helped me with that walking habit. Well, this reminds me of how when we did Walk 20 and 20, so many people said how happy their dogs were. Because when the, yes. when the people were walking more, a lot of times the dogs were walking more and the dogs were super enthusiastic. So I think a lot of that also helped. Um, and Elizabeth, also, weren't you trying to work on your laptop outside more? Yeah. So those things I mentioned were all really walking things outside, but I also sat outside mm -hmm. a lot more. Um, you know, we love our backyard. We have lots of great seating. Yes, you do. And I started to, I usually work on my iPad, taking my iPad outside and sitting outside to work. And that was really nice. Also, I'll even just, if I'm working with Sarah on the phone, I'll do it outside yeah. sometimes. So that's really nice. And of course, being in Southern California, yeah. we can be outside pretty much year round, which is the best thing about Southern California. But here's the thing. I mean, this is like me going to the Met every single day. Just the fact that you can doesn't mean that you do. And sometimes you oh, need right. a little nudge to remind yourself, I am so incredibly fortunate. I have the opportunity to do something that other people couldn't do. Why don't I do it? <laughs> yes. No, I mean, it never occurred to me to do it until we started this challenge. Yeah. So absolutely. Again, now that I do it, it's something I do. So it's in the routine. Right. Well, for me, I was walking more in Central Park, also going for longer walks with my dog, Barnaby. And here's a thing that it, it had kind of an unintended consequence for me. So I'm a person who tends to like, and this is part of why I wrote Life in Five Senses, I can get all up in my head and very distracted and I don't tune into what I'm doing. And what I realized is that, so I go to the Met every single day. I started that for Life in Five Senses, but I still do it. I would treat my walk to and from the Met just like a stage that I had to get through. Like, oh, that's just like, I need to move through that as quickly as possible. And so I can get to the Met, which is my destination. But doing go outside 23 and 23 made me focus on that as like, that is its own experience. That little walk yes. to and from, that is part of my go outside 23 and 23. And that itself is worth attention and enjoyment and paying attention. And so pay attention to the light 
and pay attention to the trees and pay attention. I like to try to peer into people's windows as I walk by. (laughs) Have it be something that I enjoy on its own terms instead of feeling like it's just something that is preventing me. motoring through. Motoring through, slowing me down. But here's the thing. I mean, so many great things happen when we go outside. We exercise. We get sunlight. We engage with our neighbors. We get more focus. And then also doing a little bit often makes us want to do more. It's like you and Fryman Canyon. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's once you're going, then it's easier to keep going. Yes. It's just like the thing you always say, if you don't feel like reading, just try reading for five minutes. And usually if you open a book and start reading for five minutes, you'll want to read for an hour. But it's the getting it going that can be hard. Yes. Well, a lot of people tracked this in the Happier app. That was super fun. We did a donation to One Tree Planted, which is all about planting trees, which is, you know, they are so important. So much of the enjoyment of the outdoors comes from trees. So we did that. That was a super successful challenge for 2023. And now it is time to reveal 2024. Drum roll, please. Okay, 2024 is right 24 in 24. So this is to write. What will you write in 24? Yeah, this is very uh, close to both of us, Gretchen, since we are both writers after all. Yes. The exciting thing here is for the first time, we're suggesting two options for following along, depending on what kind of writing you want to do. Right. So we're ripping off 24. You can choose to write from two to four minutes each day, two to four. That is enough to count. You are participating in the challenge if you write for two to four minutes a day. Or if you want to go the extra mile, you can write for 24 minutes a day. You can do short or long. It's up to you. Yeah. Now, one thing is don't wait until you feel like writing, whether it be two to four minutes or 24 minutes. It's commit to doing it every day. That's what's helpful about the challenge is it gets you doing it every single day. Right. And we're both writers, so we write a lot, but we are committing to doing like specific writing for this challenge. So here are some ideas if you want to do it short and you're thinking, okay, I want to do the challenge. I'll do it from two to four minutes, but what would I do at that time? You might sit down in the morning and write a list of priorities for the day by making a today list. Or maybe you want to clear your mind of nagging thoughts by making a to-do list. Maybe you want to make very manageable but consistent progress toward a big aim We've talked about the Facts of Life book, and I'll link to the episode where we talk about that. A lot of listeners have written in about the Facts of Life book. This is where you write down your accounts, your medications, your bank, anything that anybody would need to know about you. It is a lot of work to create those, but two to four minutes at a time, you could get through that. Yes. Maybe you want to stay in regular touch with friends or family by sending texts, emails, or handwritten notes. Spend time doing that. You could keep a ta-da list of what you've accomplished that day if you tend to be hard on yourself. So sit down every evening, let's say, and do your writing and do that. You could also use this to schedule time to worry and write your worries down every day. Yes. That helps free your mind. Yes. And here is another suggestion. You can also make progress on a major creative endeavor, just two to four minutes a day. Remember, if you do something every day for two to four minutes a day, it will add up to something quite significant by December. So as you think about this challenge, consider whether you'd like to build towards some 
major finished final project. And there are many ways to approach this. And so here are some very interesting short forms that you might consider building toward. One thing you can do is a one-sentence journal. Yeah. You have a one-sentence journal where you write a sentence a day about what happened today, and then at the end of the year, you have this whole journal of your year. Yes. There's also a five senses journal you could do that you created after you wrote your five senses book, which is really fun. Or you could do a know yourself better yeah. journal. Gretchen, it's funny because you have all these ideas and then you end up having a journal for <laughs> no, it, which yeah. is great. Yes. And the know yourself better is interesting because you answer a question about yourself and then at the end of the year, you would have this really new sense of yourself. Yes. And we always talk about self-knowledge yeah. being the most important thing toward habit change and living in an atmosphere of growth and all of that. So those are journals that you can create on your own or you can look at mine. I'll post a link to them. But here are some additional ones that I have found super thought-provoking. Okay, the first is a book called People Who Led to My Plays. It is written by the playwright Adrian Kennedy, and it she creates this absolutely riveting memoir just by writing down the people who inspired her work. She describes each person or encounter in just a few sentences. I would read 15 volumes of this. It is so interesting. She's just talking about who has inspired her thoughts, her creative process, her life. Kind of along the same lines, author Joe Brainerd has a memoir called I Remember. And just in a sentence or two, he writes down specific memories, whatever rises to the surface of his mind, and you come away with it with just this such an intense portrait of him. It's just mesmerizing. There's a really interesting book by Marion Winnick called The Glen Rock Book of the Dead, where she writes one-page portraits of the dead people she has known. It's really interesting. There's a book called Listography, Your Life in List. It's a journal designed mm. to help you write your autobiography through list making. So again, it's just making a list. And then there's this really interesting book called Love, Loss, and What I Wore. Eileen Beckerman tells the story of her life outfit by outfit. It's illustrated with the outfits. That's how she tells the story of her life. Well, and this exercise can work with any element that pervades your life, such as foods you ate, yeah. music you listened yeah. to, books you read, art you admired. Yeah. And her memoir is illustrated, which is an interesting additional element. Yeah. You could illustrate this. Yeah. I love all of these for inspiration yeah. and for big projects. Well, just they're wonderful to read. So I will post links to all these books and I highly recommend them just as reading experiences, but they also get you very fired up to do the same thing yourself. Now, if you want to do 24 minutes a day, you can change your mind midway. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. Some ideas for 24 minutes a day, morning pages. This is Julia Cameron's idea that she writes about in The Artist's Way. A lot of people love to do morning pages. You could work on a novel. You could just have a journal or a bullet journal that you're writing in. Many people want to be more consistent in keeping a journal, so you could do that. You could work on your PhD thesis. Yeah. I know we have a lot of PhD ABD. candidates <laughs> listening. Yeah. You could do a big work report. Yeah. You could do a memoir of your life or a significant experience. Or you could write a book for your child. Yeah. Right. Writing. I have a, something called Baby Journal that I kept for the first year. I've never actually shown it to Eliza. Yeah. Maybe I should look at it and see if it's if it's suitable for anybody else to read but me. But I but I remember I did it uh, with great satisfaction when she was uh, under a years old. So the point of this is whether you choose to do it with two to four minutes or twenty four minutes daily. By the end of the year, 
with just that consistent forward motion, you can really do great things. So what are we going to do, Gretch? What are you going to do for this? I'm going to do a five senses journal because I do really worry that I get up in my head. I get stuck up mm. there. And when I do the five senses journal, I know from experience that it really helps me stay keyed into my environment. And I love it so much. And it actually kind of acts like a memoir because I can look at it and be remember like, oh, that was a day when I was exploring downtown or whatever. So I'm very excited to do a five senses journal. Oh, and listen, then when I did a five senses journal before, when I was working on Life in Five Senses, I just had this little DIY journal that I cobbled together. But mm. now I've made like a really nice one, you know, that will be a keepsake and, you know, has a cover and everything. So it'll be more fun to do it officially. How about you? What are you going to do? I'm going to do a one-sentence journal, mm. Gretch, because I've always loved the idea of a one-sentence journal. I've been such an advocate. I've recommended it to so many people <laughs> that I have to admit to you, I've never actually done it. Good. So I'm getting your one-sentence journal, and I am going to do it this year. Yeah. Two to four minutes. I'm committing to the two to yes. four minutes a day. Yes. Yes, I am too, because we have a lot of the longer form in our lives. Yes. yes. Well, let us know if you do try this at home. Are you going to join the Right 24 and 24 Challenge? Are you going to do two to four or 24? Do you have another approach? If people have other ideas for how to do this, what to work toward, it would be fascinating to know. Let us know on Instagram, threads, TikTok, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. You can go to happiercast.com slash 461, and there'll be links to all the journals and books and all the things that we talked about to get you fired up for Write 24 and 24. Yes. Coming up, we have fittingly a writing happiness hack, but first this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. 
And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Elizabeth, happiness hack. You have a writing hack. Gretchen, this comes from my writing partner, Sarah. She is doing writing tips almost every day, Mm. daily writing tips on threads Ah. at S. Fain, if you want to follow her. And I thought this was really a good one that I took to heart. So putting it toward this, if 24 minutes is the minimum or two to four is the minimum, that's great. But, and this is the tip, if you're in the zone, you can keep going. Yes. So if you're feeling it, don't just stop, (laughs) keep going. Yes. Well, this that is the well. This is sort of the point that you're making earlier that often when you do just a little bit, it makes it easier to keep going. It having that energy to begin is often the hardest part. Yeah. So to remind you that, yeah, two to four or twenty-four is the minimum, but you can do it as long as you want. Yes. And now for more ideas for write twenty-four and twenty-four, we have some know yourself better questions because it's always easier. Do the things that make us happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative if we approach our aims in the way that is right for us. But sometimes you don't really know yourself. It's Why is it so hard to know ourselves? This is a question I ask myself almost every day. (laughs) So we have some Know Yourself Better questions, things for everybody to consider so that you can create a consistent writing routine in a way that works for you. Yes. And if one approach doesn't work, you can try something else, but start with a plan unless you're a rebel. Yes. Yes. Research shows that the more concretely and specifically we plan, the more likely we are to stick to our resolutions. But it's true. Rebels, you do you. Do it your way. Whatever feels right to you. If you want to keep it unplanned and spontaneous, that's great. If you want to commit to a write, an elaborate writing ritual, uh, that is great too. Rebels do rebels. Okay, so here are some Know Yourself Better questions to consider as you are planning to write 24 and 24. Here is a question that I think people don't ask themselves often enough, which is, when have you succeeded in the past? there are often clues. So for instance, if you did a lot of writing in college without much difficulty, think about what was it like then and what are the elements of that time that you might think about in this time. And here are some other things to think about as you're considering setting up your circumstances for yourself. So what method of writing? You want to type into a document on your computer, add an app to your phone, handwrite in a journal, use the page of a scratch pad. Gretchen, as you always say, beautiful tools make work a joy. So you might want to indulge in a modest splurge if that makes writing more pleasurable. Maybe a nice pen or notebook. Yeah. What time of day do you have the most energy? So think about, are you a morning person or a night person? You want to maybe do it when you have energy and creativity at a high point. Also, are you going to use this exercise to set your priorities for the coming day or to reflect on the day that just passed or do original work? You want to think about what time of day suits your temperament and suits your aim. Yeah. Like, I think I want to do mine at like 9 p.m. That always seems to be a time when I'm 
around and have free time. I can see from your face, Chris, you're like, that's way too late. That's <laughs> You read that's my mind. Will work for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. That would not be a good time for me. Okay. Yeah. And if you need accountability, get yeah. it. Obligers, we need accountability. And Gretchen, even upholders, questioners, and sometimes rebels can benefit from accountability. Yeah. You could join a writer's group. You could find an accountability partner. You can do that in the Happier app. You can partner up with somebody. You can also use Don't Break the Chain and other tools in the Happier app. You could take a class. There are many forms of accountability. Here's one that I thought was really funny. So a friend of mine was working on her daily writing, and she told her son, you have your homework and I have my homework, which is my daily writing. If I don't do my homework on a particular day, you don't have to do your homework. And so she felt obliged to write because otherwise her son wouldn't do his homework. And he was watching very carefully. High stakes. I love that. Oh, and here... Okay, because I do collect unconventional accountability measures because, you know, obligers, they come up with just the most extraordinary thing. So here's one from ancient history. According to the historian Plutarch, in ancient Greece, the Athenian statesman Demosthenes built an underground study where he practiced his speaking and exercised his voice. And to keep himself working, he shaved off one half of his head of hair so that he couldn't go out in public. So he had to stay and work. <laughs> wow. So that's bold. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. Do you benefit from don't break the chain? Many people, myself included, benefit from sticking to a chain. That's one reason that our annual challenge works so well. Yeah. Gretch, I use your don't break the chain journal. I use that for go outside and also for Priman, although it was a spin on Don't Break the Chain. Yeah. And then you also have the Happier app, which I use yeah. for my scale, for my word of the year. I record it in the app every day. And I'm going to continue to do yeah. that, by the way. Yeah. Especially if you like a ta-da, it's very satisfying to check that off so it can really help create a more consistent habit. Ask yourself, would a writing ritual help you focus? A ritual can often help to signal our brains that it's time to enter into sort of a creative, focused, productive state. And I would love to hear people's rituals around this. Some examples are like you might light a candle, walk around the block and think about what you want to write. You might play a particular kind of music or even a particular song. I've heard of people playing songs on loops over and over and over. For some people, that works. Or maybe it's just a genre of song. Or you might go to a specific place, like a particular chair in your house or apartment, or maybe a coffee shop. I mean, I know Adam really loves to work in a coffee shop. Some people find, I love to work in a library. You might go to a particular place for your for your minutes. Do you thrive on collaboration? I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it can be exciting and fun to collaborate on a writing project. I mean, Sarah and I are now writing a novel together. Yep. And the most fun thing is for us to sit down and talk about the novel, what we want to have happen, what we want to change now that we've read pages. Yeah. We both love collaborating and we're people who are more likely to work mm -hmm. when we're collaborating. Right. There's the accountability and it also makes it more fun. So you might consider whether you'd like to do Write 24 and 24 with another person or a group. You can do it by yourself or you could make it into a thing that you're sharing with other people. Another thing to think about sort of related to collaboration is social contagion, that we tend to pick up habits from other people. So you might listen to podcasts about writing, or you might talk to people about writing or join a group because just the feeling that other, you know, on the podcast, we try to create that feeling like, oh, this is a thing that a lot of people are doing that helps us to be more consistent with our habits. And do you want to upgrade your tools or your surroundings? Yeah. 
Right. So this goes to beautiful tools make work a pleasure. Well, this is one of the things writing Life in Five Senses really showed me our sensory environment can really make working easier or harder. And we're all different. We all have to figure it out. So do you want to write in silence? Do you, is your desk chair comfortable? Do you want to have a better pen? Would you feel energized if you had a plant on your desk? Mm. Indulge in a modest splurge if it's something that is going to make it easier to keep a consistent habit. And then, Gretch, people could use your muse machine if they get stuck. I love your muse machine. It's in my favorite thing. Explain what okay, it is. Okay, so... For creative prompts, I had this list going in my computer of just like these mysterious prompts to help spark creative thinking. And now it's turned into an actual deck where you can choose a card and it will give you a prompt to think about. And I must say, I love this. I will post a link to it. I love my Muse machine. I use it myself. I use the Muse machine to give it the name Muse machine mm -hmm. because I couldn't think of a good name. <laughs> but there are other ways to boost creativity, other tools and prompts and things. Again, we can all learn from each other. If you have some great strategy yes. to like get those creative juices flowing, send it along. And then can you make it easier to do your writing? And that is employing the strategy of convenience. Yeah. Scratch, this is one of your go-tos yes. for how how to get things done. Yes. Of the 21 strategies for habit change that I talk about in Better Than Before, I have to say this is one of the most universal. Just about everyone, I think everybody, is influenced by convenience. So keep your materials handy. Don't have it be something that you really have to unpack or you have to go to some distant corner of your house or something. You want to make it very convenient to help yourself stick to it because research shows that we are really swayed by convenience to kind of a hilarious degree. And then finally, can you tap into your tendency? And we've talked about the tendencies throughout, but if you're an upholder, a questioner, an obliger, a rebel, that is really going to influence how you might set up your habit or even think about the habit to yourself in a way that's going to help you follow the challenge throughout the year. So again, if you don't know what you are, I'll post a link to the quiz or you can just go to GretchenRubin.com slash quiz. But it's this is, again, this idea of when you know yourself, you can set yourself up for success because what works for someone else isn't going to work for you. Elizabeth, you deciding to do it 9 p.m. is a great thing for you. You needing accountability works for you. Yeah, we all need to suit ourselves. Yep. Yeah, so I cannot wait to hear what everyone's doing. Yes. This will be a discussion all year long. I'm sure we'll be talking about this and having hacks and tips. and Resources. Know yourself better. Yeah. So this is going to be big. So it's going to get a lot of people's juices flowing. The best time to start, right, 24 and 24 is January 1st, 2024. But the second best time is now. So whenever you feel like starting, it's the right time. It's the best time. So you will never be behind. You can start whenever you are. <laughs> Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a listening demerit. But first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. 
Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra-processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Okay, Gretch, we are back with demerits and gold stars, and you're up this week with a happiness demerit. Yeah, my daughter Eliza was telling me about something that was annoying her at work. I listened, but I didn't really acknowledge it. I realized later, after the conversation was over, that I hadn't really acknowledged the reality of her feelings, pressed her to like, well, tell me more. And how did that make you feel and all that? And, you know, if for Life in Five Senses, I wrote my listening manifesto yes. with all of the, my, oh, I'm going to, you know, work on my listening. I'm going to be a better listener. And so in the moment, I just dropped the ball. Later, I did think and realized, okay, I should have done better. But by then, you know, it was too late. So I did say to her, hey, I'm really sorry. I feel like I didn't really tune into you the way that I wish I had. And she was very nice about it. But again, Aww. I'm giving myself this demerit to remind myself of stay in the moment, listen, acknowledge the reality of people's feelings, allow awkward pauses to fall, let people take their time. I want to do a better job next time with Eliza and with everybody in my life. Yes. Listening is important and can be quite difficult. Can be quite challenging. How about your gold star? Well, I am giving a gold star to Adam today. This is a gold star. It's a bit late, Gretchen, but better late than yeah, never. Yeah, it's never too late um, for gold you know, star. Never Keep too them, late for a gold yeah, star. Go, go back years. <laughs> we'll take them. <laughs> this is a, a gold star for Adam for cleaning the backyard the day before Thanksgiving instead of on Thanksgiving. Okay. So let me explain. Yes. You know, we hosted Thanksgiving. It was a big deal. Adam's way of doing things, it's his way, is that he likes to sort of be last minute. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to, you know, like I take the glasses out for Thanksgiving the day before, yes. for instance. Right. He thinks I should take them out the day of. Mm -hmm. But this year, he took it upon himself to go and clean the entire backyard. And this is like six hours Ooh. of very manual, hard labor. I mean, this is... Brushing off all the cushions, sweeping all the leaves. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. And he got it all done the day before because we were having people come over at 1 p.m., mm. which is pretty early. Yeah. 
So I was so much more relaxed, Gretchen, oh. because that was done. And I didn't have to nag him. He just went out and oh, did it. And funny. I don't know what made him do it, but I'm very grateful that he did. It really made me more relaxed. Well, in our family, we talk about hostess neurosis, which all of us kind of suffer from. Do you think that after all these years, he's like, okay, I can reduce the hostess neurosis level if I do this? Or I think he must have. <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to add, I don't want to question no. it. I just. Yes. Just enjoy. Just enjoy. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, gold star to Adam and gold star to you for hosting. The resource for this week is you can join the Write 24 and 24 Challenge in the Happier app, which I mentioned. If you're already using the app, great. When you open up your homepage, you'll see the challenge featured there. You can just tap to get started and follow the prompts to tailor the challenge to you, however you want to do it. And if you're not using the app, you can download the app for free in the App Store or Google Play. You can use that for free. And if you want to learn more about the app and the challenge, go to thehappierapp.com. And of course, I'll link to it. Elizabeth, what are we reading? Gretchen, instead of what we're reading, let's share some of our favorite books about writing. Yes, let's get people fired up. One that we both absolutely love, Stephen King's On Writing. So good. Also, so, so, so good, Anne Lamott's Bird by Bird. We love Danny Shapiro's book, Still Writing. And we must say she's a friend of both of ours. Yes. <laughs> Great book, even if you don't know her. I love a book, Elizabeth, that you said that you had not read. It's a, it's a especially good for nonfiction. It's William Zinser's On Writing Well. I've read that like four times. Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. We mentioned it earlier. It's very good if you want to get inspired to be creative. Mm -hmm. Octavia Butler wrote an essay called Fuhrer Scribendi in the collection, which is great, called Bloodchild and Other Stories. And I finally looked up, what does Fuhrer Scribendi mean? And it turns out it means writing frenzy in Latin. That'll get you going. Yeah. And then finally, Gretch, I love Ann Patchett's essay, The Getaway Car, in her collection, This is the Story of a Happy Marriage. Oh, so good. So good. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Join us for the annual challenge. Write 24 in 24. You can do two to four minutes. You can do 24 minutes. Whatever you want to do, there is no right way. There is no wrong way. Let us know if you're planning to join us and what you have in mind. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok and threads at Gretchen Rubin. And I'm on Instagram and threads at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show or if you have a friend who you think would be interested in joining Write 24 and 24, please let them know. Email them a link to the show or follow us, rate us, review us wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps people to discover the show. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Okay, so Elizabeth, question for you. You're going to keep your one-sentence journal. Are you going to keep it in a journal or are you going to keep it in the app? No, in the journal. I, I love the journal. And are you going to have a special pen? We're both left-handed, so I think sometimes mm. nice pens 
make a mess for us? Do you have like your favorite kind of pen? I had not thought about that, but you know, Mindy sent me some pens mm. last year for my birthday. So maybe I'll use one of the Mindy pens. Oh, good. Nice. Well, that would make it a very happy experience. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.